Good evening, folks, and welcome to the first Shire Salvos podcast of 2022. Jack Clifton and Claire Clifton here with you to uh, guide you through what's been happening at uh, church and uh, sermons uh, around the track and uh, looking forward to uh, yeah chatting with you. And hopefully we can be an encouragement for you the, this morning or this afternoon or this evening. That's one of the great things about uh, podcasts. You can listen anytime, anywhere. And uh, yeah, we hope this is encouraging for you as we hope it was last year as well. Uh, Claire is alongside me. Claire, very good uh, afternoon to you. And uh, yeah, great to be, uh, I guess, rejoining and doing the Shire Salvos podcast for another year. Absolutely. It's good. It's a great way to spend. We record on a Sunday um, afternoon, evening, and we've just spent the day down at the park, mm. Oak Park at Cronulla with the rest of um, the church family. And it was a great, great day. Great day. Yeah, it really was. Um, mm. Yeah, it was awesome to have church this morning and then, yeah, have fellowship with uh, with other people from the congregation. So and we'll be having those uh, at several times throughout the year. So if uh, you missed out on, on Sunday, uh, January 30th edition, then, um, yeah, we hope that you can join us uh, the next time as well. Uh, unfortunately, we won't have any of your Shire Salvos news and updates uh, today. We'll be hoping to restart that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, there isn't too much happening uh, in the life of the church at the moment. I do know the kids' church in kids' activities and youth groups will be starting up as of next week. So that's uh, something to, to put in your calendar if you haven't already. But uh, today's podcast is uh, going to be, uh, Claire is going to read us the passage uh, that was spoke about on Sunday, January 30th, the sermon from uh, Joel Campbell. Joel um, is speaking from uh, from Colossians and Claire's uh, going to pick it up by reading the, uh, the Bible passage from Colossians 3. So reading from Colossians 3, and this section of the Bible is called Living as Those Made Alive in Christ. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also get rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythianian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one, one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity." Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. And verse 17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, 
Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Thanks, Claire, for that. Uh, yeah, Joel spoke uh, to us uh, on Sunday, the 30th of, of January. Um, and I just want to give a quick shout out to Joel as well. He wasn't um, slated to, to speak on, on Sunday's service or Sunday's sermon, but for the second time in less than a month, he jumped in and was really well pre- uh, prepared. And as someone that was there, I guess in the flesh, for lack of a better term, uh, was it great to, to hear um, Joel preach and love that he he follows the passage and refers back to the passage. And he certainly did that uh, today. It's a, a new series, about being led by the led by the spirit, and that certainly was the case um, for in uh, in that Bible reading that you might have uh, might have just heard. Really focusing on taking off your old self and and bringing on that new self. That yeah, that we're alive with Christ and we're we're dead to that previous sin that was a stranglehold on us. So I hope that um, yeah, you'll really enjoy this sermon from from Joel. We certainly did um, in in person there uh, this morning or on on Sundays at service, and we hope that your uh, life is transformed if it hasn't been already. But he Here's the sermon from today from Joel Campbell. Well, good morning. It's so good to have you here. And today feels a little bit like Christmas. Uh, But for me, it's because Soper was actually meant to preach today. And I found out yesterday I'm up. So that happened at Christmas. So here we are again. It's not because we're getting gifts and school's coming back and you get to buy pens, but because I have to preach again. But it's good to be here. And I'm excited because this season, as you saw up there and with that uh, video, We're starting a series called Life in the Spirit. And as we started this, I thought, well, we better probably teach you, well, what is the Holy Spirit all about? And I feel the Bible Project really uh, provides you a glimpse of what the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is about and how powerful it is. And thank you, Kerry, for reading Colossians 3, 1 to 7 that I'll talk talk, um, from today. And so in the Bible Project, he um, described the Spirit is God's presence it's his personal presence. And he used that word rock, and you have to phlegm in it. And that was actually the word we used as our theme back in Easter last year, uh, before um, we went into lockdown again. And so this idea of rock, it's just to describe God's presence. And he used the term the energy and used winds and our breath as a great metaphor of what the Spirit is. And at the end of the day, it's to empower people. And he talked about throughout the Old Testament and then through Jesus, that the Spirit would come into people to impact those, well, firstly them, but others around them too. And at the end of that, it's empowering people to truly love God and truly love other people. And then it said that the Spirit would come to transform the human heart and that it would continue just to point back to Jesus. And so in our series, Life in the Spirit, we'll continue to come back to this question. What happens when God's Spirit invades the heart of people? And so it's an 11-week series, and each week we will unpack different aspects about how the Spirit of God impacts His people and the flow and effect to both the individual and people. So Colossians 3, and I love that title. It says, Living as Those Made Alive in Christ. Living a Life in the Spirit. And in verse 1, it starts off, when you're a person that is led by the Spirit, you are setting your heart and your minds on the things above. It's not on the earthly. You're actually putting those things aside, and they gave examples about what things you put to death now with a person living by the Spirit. And it basically said you need to take off your old self, put on your new self, and this would be renewed by God. That is what it was all about. 
And throughout this series, we will continue to refer to a church called Brooklyn Tab- Tabernacle. We'll use this as a real life example of a church who decided they wanted to be a church that lived a life in the Spirit. And so we will continue over these weeks, refer back to this church about what they did and what the impact was when they made shifts in their church, in the people, and how God used them. And hopefully this will be able to help us as a church as well. As the first things uh, I kind of see when you read Colossians 3 at the start is the fact that lives will be transformed. That's the beautiful part about it. Individuals will be impacted, but this will simply flow on to other people around them as well. And so for Brooklyn Tabernacle, they describe when they made a shift where they wanted to live a life in the Spirit, this is what they saw. They saw testimony after testimony after testimony of people's lives being transformed. That is the first part you see. They saw Brooklyn, a very rough kind of neighborhood and area. They saw hardened hearts start to soften. God was doing a work in people that people would often just say, there's no chance for you anymore. But the church accepted them. And the good part, when you hear and um, see people live live a life in the Spirit, their building was finding new and new people coming to church and and having a faith. And therefore, the capacity of their building became an issue after issue. They had to upgrade after upgrade after upgrade because new people wanted to find out more about God because people were living a life in the Spirit. And the other great thing, that answers, uh, answers to prayer, they simply became noticeable. In their everyday life, the big things, the little things, people could notice what answered prayer was coming. But when you keep reading on in Colossians 3, the next thing I think you find is that um, a life lived in the Holy Spirit, we become a community of love. That's the next part. And so from verse 11 on, it says, Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and, all, and is in all. And so you look at that verse and you could substitute any one of those things for modern day kind of um, groups in society, but it's a place for all. And it says, clothe yourself in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. All these beautiful, godly things, gifts of the Spirit. We need to bear with each other, forgive one another. But it says in verse 14, and over all these virtues put on love. This is the thing that will bind them all together in perfect unity. And so Brooklyn Tabernacle, what they started to see is um, a sense of unity and love started to spread over their their community. All sorts of people were flooding through their doors. And I I feel that's what we want to see in our community as well. People, they were seen in God's eyes rather than seen due to their race, their job, their background, their their history, whatever would normally describe an individual was simply torn away and they were just seen as a person that loved God. But the sad part is that often the church isn't the greatest place. And people have often said that uh, there is more openness, acceptance or teamwork and things like that in a gym or a sporting club or at a school or your workplace and that's a sad fact. The church, we should be known as the best place for love the best place for all, and the people can come here no matter what. Because at the end of the day, people just want to be loved. And it's our job as Christians to show them that God is there to embrace them, to pick them up and give them a second chance no matter what has taken place in their life. And the next thing I see in Colossians 3 is that a spirit of worship 
is somebody who lives life in the Spirit. And in verse 16, it says, Let the message of Christ dwell amongst you richly. You should be teaching one another with wisdom from the Psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. And this being in a gratitude in your hearts as well. But whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so there's a shift. When people live a life in the Spirit, their every day becomes all about God. They often, uh, or yourself, you start to talk in your jobs, in your neighbor, to your neighbours, to your family. Your speech is about your relationship with God. And for Brooklyn Tabernacle, what they started to see when people lived a life in the, in the Spirit, the presence of God was felt in any building that they were in where the people gathered. No, it d- didn't matter which or what happened in terms of moving from place to place, there was the presence felt in these places. But the greatest thing is a spirit of worship fell on the group. And worship is not just singing the songs um, like we do at most of the starts of our service. It's more than that. And they describe that what happened is people started to get prompted to do certain things, to give words of encouragement. People actually knew their scriptures and started to speak uh, scripture in certain parts of um, their life to people or in certain situations. And what they started to see is that more prayer and worship started to take place in practices or meetings or whatever. Where people gathered, there was more worship, more prayer than ever before. It became the main thing. And so the Bible Project, it talked about the Spirit of God moving through different people in the Old Testament. And it talked to Jesus, the ultimate man, and the Spirit of God was at work in him. And that flew on to his disciples, and that has gone through generation to generation now to us. And the exciting part is we can live a life in the Spirit. Because at the end of the day, what they talked about, the aim, is that the world would be full of God's love, and the world would be full of a life-giving Spirit by God. But if you read John 5:19, it says this. It says, Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing. And the good part when you read that is it's reassuring that Jesus actually needed the Spirit to do all um, he could. He couldn't do it by himself. And so if Jesus couldn't do it by himself, therefore we can't do it by ourselves either. We need God's guidance through the Spirit to be able to impact the world. And so when you look at life in the Spirit, it is possible to see uh, these things come true and the Spirit to come into our life. But the main thing is we need to continue to call out to God. And so there's the question about what kind of expectation do you typically bring when you come onto a Sunday service or you come into a small group at, or in your um, homes in your own quiet time in, re- in regards to encountering God? When you come into these situations, particularly on a Sunday or in your life groups or Bible studies, how do you respond in terms of um, your, um, your expectation in encountering God? Is your expectation too high? Is it too low? Is it just right? Because I feel what we need to be in terms of encountering God and allowing to be a life in the Spirit is to be a community of prayer. And this is what happened for Brooklyn Tabernacle. As soon as they made the shift where their church decided we would be on our knees more than ever before, praying to God and trying to encounter God, that shifted everything. And everything I talked about earlier started to come true. It was the first step. Prayer is simply an opportunity to encounter God. 
It's one way we can encounter God and have a relationship through him. And I believe that prayer, it will be a key aspect. It will be a driving force for our church as we continue to move forward. And this is what our series is all about. It's unpacking how to live a life in the spirit, but it's unpacking that this will be led by prayer. It will be a key factor in it all. And we are called to live a life in the spirit. And our worlds, your worlds, it will simply be transformed through prayer. But the thing is, when you think about being led by the Spirit, the first thing you probably have to do is take time to be still. And really just try, block out things that are going on in your world and be still, come before God and pray so you can begin to encounter Him. So the uh, Tristan, Hannah and Claire, they kind of come up and uh, sing a song or multiple songs, actually. But I I just pray as they sing these songs that you just take this moment to be still, to think about where we're starting this journey of a life in the Spirit. Is this something that you want in your own life? And for many of you, this season, you might need a fresh encounter. You're probably, um, yeah, thinking that you want that joy that you first had when you became a Christian. Or that joy at specific moments in your life where you truly encountered God. Or on the flip side, you might not have encountered God ever before or have never made the decision to be devoted to God. And so this might be the start of it. Or maybe through this series, you'll be prompted um, by God to make this decision. And the other factor in these times where you're, you're still, you might actually get prompted to give a word of encouragement to somebody. Or you'll be prompted to pray for a certain person. Or maybe you're prompted you need to send a text to somebody because it's not just about us, like Claire said at the start of the meeting. It's about others as well and allowing them to have all the goodness that we have as Christians when we live a life in the Spirit. And so today I pray that this start of the series, it's a reminder that we are called to live a life in the Spirit. And I pray that you would want to live this life as well and want to see our church our community, our world full of God's love and life-giving spirit. So I pray as the band plays, you just take this time to be still and encounter God. Awesome to have Joel uh, bringing the word to us uh, at church this morning. And I know that it's probably a bit of an uncertain time. There's, uh, there's people that um, still aren't coming to church, obviously, because of, of COVID and different things um, uh, that are going on around the world at the moment. But we hope that, yeah, you might be able to um, yeah get uh, a little bit of information from this Shire Salvers podcast. And if there's something uh, that you'd like us to do on the podcast, um, we are planning uh, some really exciting things for the rest of, or over the rest of the year, over the, the course of 2022 with some really good interviews and and uh, on the couch sections at church, we're going to be including in the podcast. But if there's anything else that you think of that you would like to hear, uh, then please do get in contact with either myself or Claire or Joel or Kim or Mark at the church. We, uh, we want to try and make this as best as we po- possibly can and uh, bring you the, the good news uh, of Christ, but also keep you informed of what's happening uh, with uh, with Shire Salvos. We'll be back with another podcast episode next week. We release these uh, all of these podcasts every Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, so they're ready for your commute into work work on, uh, on Monday. You might not be uh, looking forward to work, but you can at least look forward to the Shire Salvos podcast uh, each Sunday night slash early Monday morning. But uh, on behalf of myself and Claire, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week for another Shire Salvos podcast. See ya.